We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. IB Nation, what's going on? Welcome to the Irish Breakdown Podcast. A little bit of a Saturday edition because we just had some access to Notre Dame spring practice. It's been a busy couple of days, Brian, for you especially over, over the last two, man. You went to the yeah. pro day yesterday. You had the spring practice availability today. We had Brian on tap today in at the spring practice. We had Vince that was in attendance, and Sean Davis was also in attendance at this practice day. A lot we want to talk about, and you know, we really kind of want to dive into it. I'm Ryan Roberts, director of recruiting here at Irish Breakdown. That, of course, is Brian Driscoll, the publisher here at IrishBreakdown.com. Brian, it sounds like it was a uh, another. I, I'll say it like this, right? I see a lot of young names on this list of key players that you really want to talk about. It seems so far, man, that some of these young cats that we're really excited about coming in to spring practice. They're showing out and they're impressing a little bit, man. But, you know, just I guess to get us kicked off here, what are just some of your main takeaways from today before we get into individual players? Well, just to let people know, obviously today it was one of those things where, you know, we didn't get a chance to see a lot of practice. Again, it's five periods. Uh, Two of those periods were special teams periods, so we didn't get a chance to see a ton of that. And then I was going to watch a lot of the defense today, but the defense just spent the whole time working on individual drills. So that's a twofold thing. Number one is it's bad for me and for y'all because we didn't get to see them running around and doing as much activity as the offense did, for example. So that's the bummer for the practice report. The positive is, is looking at the football team, they spent a lot of time working on individual. That's why they weren't doing a whole lot. So it may stink for us. But it was good. It's good for the team because, like I said, they were doing a lot of stuff that was uh, focused on individual drills and things like that. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
And I would say this to everybody out there. If you are not locked into boards at IrishBreakdown.com, I would really much recommend it because Brian puts on every single day. He puts on when he has these practice availabilities. The first people that know about it are the subscribers to Irish Breakdown. So every single day, only a few minutes before we start the show, Brian put up his practice observation and a little bit of a recap for today. So we're going to kind of work through that. But for the people that are on the message board, Brian, they've already seen a bunch of these notes, right? So it really pays to be a part of the board because we also know this is a big recruiting weekend for Notre Dame. So I'll have plenty of intel this weekend. Me and Sean Davis will have plenty of intel about what we're hearing, you know, kind of visit recaps and, you know, just kind of some general vibes around the recruiting weekend. But of course, spring practice is what everybody's here to talk about and what I'm excited to talk about. We'll also do a mailbag at the end. forgot to mention that at the beginning. So if you want to throw some mailbag questions into the chat, just throw an MB beforehand so we can kind of distinguish between questions and just general commentary in the chat. But Brian, I know that we talked a lot about the offensive side of the football because that's where you were, your eyes were most you know, fixated to on the first day, you know, watching the quarterbacks, the wide receivers, the tight ends specifically. Today, like you said, you try, you did try to get more eyes, obviously, on the defensive side of the football. Sounds like there were three young linebackers that really caught your attention. Right. I want to start with Nolan Ziegler because he was a guy that we have been talking about for months, a guy that you have been I very I thought we talked about him a lot for months, but apparently yesterday we don't hear, they don't hear enough about him. So, But I, I kid with Paul. But, yeah, he uh, – yeah. Sorry, I just had to say no, that. <laughs> I no, like, no, hey, you're fine. talked a lot about him. I know, I know, I know. That, that was a funny comment the other day. So I'm like, I feel like we talk about Nolan Nolan as, as, as <laughs> often as we possibly can, right? Yeah. But you talked about him today in your practice report. A young man that we're both excited about. We think that if it's an open competition, he will have a chance to play a lot in yeah. 2023. But what did you see today from Nolan that got you so excited? Well, it's it's a couple things, Ryan. Number one is he's the biggest linebacker they have. I mean, it's it's obvious. He's taller than everybody else they have. He's thicker than everybody else they have. That's obviously a good sign. But he's also arguably their most explosive linebacker. It's him and it's him and Jalen Sneed, just pure explosiveness. And when you look at him and and you see a guy that's six three, he's over two hundred thirty pounds. Now he he was listed at two twenty five on the roster. I can assure you, he's bigger than that. He was over 230 when he came back from spring break, I've been told. So he's over 230 pounds, but he moves like the smaller guys. I mean, he's very smooth, very fluid, but also really twitchy, right? You know, he'll, he'll look real smooth going Latin and bam, he'll plant and just explode downhill. It's really impressive, man. And, and you watch him play and you're like, look, because like we know he's instinctive. We know he's got the football IQ. He showed that in high school. You know, we'll see if we'll see if he does, if he shows it. Obviously, we'll find out on April 1st and in the blue gold game if he's able to kind of turn that into, you know, turn that into consistent great play. You know, we'll find that out. But, you know, Ryan, athletically and size strength wise, he's everything you look for. I mean, he he is yeah. legit. You know, we ranked him a lot higher than a lot of other people did coming out of high school. And, you know, you, you take a risk when you rank guys differently than everybody else. Sure. And so far, I mean, athletically, it's like, yeah, that's exactly why we ranked him where we ranked him. Is that right there? Because the athleticism that that kid possesses is really, really impressive. It, it is. And, you know, that long, thick and athletic, that's kind of what you want in a linebacker. Right, Ryan? I mean, that's kind of yeah. that's kind of what the need is at this point in time. So. If he gets a if he gets a legitimate shot at the will linebacker position, I, I think he's going to have a chance to 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 have that job. I really do. Well, and he's a player too, Brian. And, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but I know he played obviously in high school. He played all over the place. He played a wide receiver. He played as kind of an overhang position a ton out in space. But he's a very instinctual player, if I remember kind of your evaluation of him coming out of yes. high school. So just kind of checks a lot of boxes, man. Like there's not really anything that he's missing at the linebacker position. It seems. No, he's not. Just experience, you know. And again, he didn't play inside right. in high school. He was primarily a rover in high school, so that that's going to require some changes, you know. Like one thing I don't know if he can do yet because we haven't seen it in practice, and that's why I'm really looking forward to seeing that open practice where we get to see a scrimmage and then the blue gold game. You know, how is he with block destruction? You know, sure. saw some clips from you know some different things last year, and you say you know the, the boy young guy really runs around well, but how does he handle the the finer points of the game, getting taking on blocks, getting off blocks, you know, using his hands to get by uh, attempted blockers, you know, playing with the discipline, those things we got to see. Right. 
Yep. But athletically, it's it's impressive. It's a really impressive thing. And that's why I say I feel like from what I've heard from other sources the, about how he played last year, he's a pretty instinctive kid, and he was very disruptive on the scout team when when they were allowed to let him roll, let him run and stuff. So, um, you know, he, he's an impressive looking. I mean, look, that's the thing, Ryan. You watch this group, and you're like, yeah, the athletically, the the talent they've recruited the last two years is legit. I mean, the two most explosive athletes they have are Nolan and Jalen Sneed, who, again, played with a ton of, you know, just not playing, moving around with a lot of confidence today. You know, during special teams, Joe, he's flying all over the field, you know, showing speed and and playing fast. And, you know, you can obviously, you know, you can see him just putting in the work, you know, and and, um, that's a positive, at least putting in the, the effort, I should say, which is a positive. And then you watch Jaden Osbury and you're like, man, this is the smoothest linebacker that they have, you know? And, and so th- this is what you hoped you'd see. And, and again, this is drills, just going through drills. We haven't seen any team stuff yet, but man, I, um, I I'm very pleased and impressed with what we've seen so far from that group. Yeah. And, and I, I like that you mentioned Osbury and Snead a little bit already, Brian, because I know that you had a big note on both of those guys because I mean, we're, I mean, from a sounds of it, it sounds like Jaden Osbury might get some looks at Rover early on. I, I don't know yeah, if you can really. So. Di- yeah. I, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I know it's we, kind of tough to distinguish. In we these don't types know that from what we've seen so far, right? Yeah. But that's what I've been told. He's going to get work at Rover. But what we saw today was just guys going through drills. We didn't see the defense sure. lined up at all, really. A um, little bit. The secondary did lined up at some things. They were working on like mesh routes and things like that. Because what they were working on is they're working on like perimeter screens. And like, you know, not like mesh routes, I, but it's like they were like blocking down and working out slides, you know, just a lot of perimeter passes working on block destruction with the yeah. DBs, which was good to see. But, uh, you know, nothing with the linebackers or D-line where we had any idea of where guys were lining up. We we didn't sure. get a chance to see that. And we won't get a chance to see that till April 1st at this point. Yep. Just like, and- not that far away. That, that rover position is one that I'm so intrigued about, though, Brian. I mean, you know, you have Jack Kaiser coming back who, you know, has been the mainstay at the rover position the last two years. But, you know, you're talking about these couple young rovers, man, with Jaden Sneed, you know, adding the weight and sounds like he's maintained that explosiveness. And then Jaden Osbury also adding some good weight to Saucy's. I mean, he was listed at 215 pounds in the updated roster. So, I mean, I'm, I'm so he excited, looks a man. bigger than that, though. He doesn't look – Does he? Like a skinny, like Jalen Sneed looks 250 pounds. Jaden Osbury looks thicker than Jalen Sneed, even though they're listed at basically the same weight. Just different body types. Sure. Just different body types. But, man, you know, and Vince is in the chat. I mean, he, he'll tell you. The, the linebackers, it, because, again, what have we always said about the starters, Ryan? They can move. They're athletic. Yes. And then you watch these young guys, and you're just like, gosh, dog, there's no excuse for this linebacking core not to be better because these guys can move. This is an athletic yes. group of guys, and that was impressive to see. Perfect illustration. We talk about the the. I think that there's a there's a little bit of a misnomer about the starting linebackers. To your point, is like they're not athletic. No, they're athletic. It's just that some of the guys that are coming up behind them are like super athletic, right? Like there's yeah. just different different level of athleticism. And I think that you have to be impressed by guys like Osbury, especially Osbury. I mean, you should have expected right because Osbury was a very instinctual player too. So I'm not surprised that he's coming in and just you know kind of looking the part early, which is great to see. Jalen Sneed, you expect obviously a big year. Let me ask a question about linebacker coaching, Brian, before we move on to the defensive line. This is a player that I know you're excited to talk about. One note that Sean Davis told me over the phone earlier was he was really optimistic about seeing Max Bula kind of coach one-on-one a little bit today because he said that he was very vocal and he had a little bit of fire to him. I don't know if you saw a little bit of the same things or if there's any observations there. No, he was. He was very loud and active. You could hear him. And they were on the other side of the practice field, too. Sean compared it to last year, how he never heard James Laronitis really coaching. He he could see yeah. him coaching, but he didn't hear him coaching. Max has just got a louder presence, apparently. I can't speak to that because I didn't – I wasn't at practices last year, so I can't speak to that personally. Right. But, no, he's loud. I mean, you hear Jared Parker, Gino Gadulli's very active – you know, I don't know what he's saying, but Al Washington has been very active, engaged in practices so far. And, and we'll, we'll talk about the D-line here in a minute. There's not a lot to tell from the D-line from what we can see other yep. than just guys moving around, you know, and some of us like, okay, hey, Jordan, but that was really quick. Okay, shocker. We knew that, right? Oh, Josh <laughs> Burnham's really athletic. Yeah, we already knew that. But, you know, you see Coach Washington, and I don't know who the defensive line GA is. Big guy. I don't know his name. Trying to find that out. But, uh, you know, they were both working. I mean, coaching. I don't know if they're what they were coaching or 
what they were saying because I couldn't hear him. Coach Washington doesn't have a really booming voice, yeah, you know, the way that some other coaches do. So I couldn't hear what he was saying. But I mean, he was working. I mean, he was getting a sweat on coaching the kids up and Love it, man. walking them through things and teaching them things and showing them different aspects of what they're doing, you know, constantly t- teach. I mean, so that's good, right? You see a guy working. That's- and, you know, he didn't get to Michigan and Ohio State and Notre Dame by not knowing football, right? I mean, sure. so, you know, so you, you hope that he's it's working. And, you know, again, I, I, I'm I curious to see how his second year goes without some of the veterans who yep. the reality is, look, when you've got older players and, and a coach left who was successful, it's hard to get that buy-in sometimes. Well, it's a little easier now that those guys are gone and, you know, you're now going into year two. Hopefully it's a little bit better for him in that regard. And that means he can get more out of the group. But the one guy that stood out to me, Ryan, is we saw Jason Onye listed at 292 on the depth chart. And I'm like, okay, that's good in theory. But the question is, okay, but is it good weight? Yeah. Can he still move? I mean, he was like a 240-pound kid when he committed to Notre Dame. And some kids can add 50 pounds and they get more explosive. Other kids add 50 pounds and they get slow. And you you never know how it's going to be. And so my concern when I saw that he is up to over 290 pounds, you're like, man, like, okay, I hope he can still move. Yep, he can still move. I was really impressed. He doesn't he, – he looks thicker, but it's not bad weight at all. Like I was worried, Ryan, because you know how sometimes those linemen, they can't gain weight. So they eat a lot and it gets like yes. in their, 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 their thought, not their, not their thighs, but like their, 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 their um, love handle Mid-section. area, their, their yeah. soul, their core, you know, you can tell their, their, their gut, they get a little bit of back fat and you're like, he's just trying to get up to 290 to, to get up to 290. That was yep. not the case with Jason. He just looks thick. He's really filled out. He has incredible arm length. And the thing that I noticed today, watching him work through drills is he, he looks like he understands how to use his hands now, even though, they're, again, they're just going through drills, but it's like the timing with he's stepping and ripping his hands through on different things. Like, okay, he's figuring it out. He's figuring it out, but he's really athletic for his size, Ryan. Like that, that was an encouraging thing. I'm very much looking forward to seeing Jason Onye going through like actual one-on-ones and team run periods and things like that. Because if he can move, uh, if he can move in practice the way that he did in drills, I mean, in moving in periods the way he did in drills, you got a 290-pound kid who's twitchy off the line. Yeah. I mean, and here's the thing, too. He showed me today, just in drills, the same first-step burst that Jason Adamiola shows us, which was excellent. Yes. The difference is, is Jason has a different level of change of direction that we didn't see from that we didn't see from uh Jason Adamiola, which is why he's at times struggled to to really uh, make plays, you know, is Finish plays. He, just, he could get vertical, yeah. but then he couldn't get off the ball and, and, and do those things, you know? Sure. Well, and Onye was a person, Brian, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but he missed it, it, most of his senior year, if not all of it, right. Due to COVID was, wasn't he one of the guys that were seriously impacted that way? Well, he missed a senior year for COVID. Yeah. His state didn't allow football that year. The reason that hurt him more than others is Jason had only been playing football for two years. So right. that third year, because he went to Bishop Hendrickon to play basketball. And so he needed that third year of football to just continue to develop because he was a really raw kid. Now, he had like, I think, like 17 sacks his junior year. I mean, he just exploded. But you watch him play and you're like, he's bigger and just more athletic than anyone he's playing against. He doesn't have to have any technique to just dominate people. But you love right. the motor, the athleticism, the length. He just didn't know how to play football yet. And now you look at him and you're like, okay, this guy knows how to play football. This This guy – he, he's learning how to play football. He's learning how to just, you know, I mean, again, it's a drill. It's just a drill. Yes. But watching him step and shoot his hands and look really comfortable and confident doing it, you're like, okay, that's that's what we're hoping to hear. That's yeah. absolutely and, what we're hoping to hear. And, again, like you said before, it's great on paper, but a, a couple of these defensive linemen, man, there's been a big, you know, and it's not wrong, but, like, there's, you know, been big fan conversations about the size on the interior, and I totally get it, but – now you're looking at it, you're like, Riley Mills is 296 pounds. Jason Onye is 292 pounds. Tyson Ford's 292. Gabriel Rubio's over 300. Quickly, you have starting to get some beef on the interior. You need more of it, obviously, moving forward, but hopeful, obviously, for that room to get developed. Brian, I want to take us to the secondary because there were three cornerbacks that I know you were really impressed with. Uh, no surprise, it starts with Benjamin Morrison, who sounds sure. like he had a really good day. 
Well, no, he just, I mean, like the thing about Benjamin, the, the point I made in the note was like, of course, Benjamin and Cam look good and Clarence Lewis look good going through drills. Like that's not the shocker, right? Like, yeah, they look good going through drills. The point was simply to say, like, I could sit here and go to every practice and watch the starters and who are, you know, hey, guess what? Joe Walt looked really good today. All right. Okay, cool. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I'm trying to look at other guys and see how other guys perform. And so, yeah, those guys look good. But Benjamin, Benjamin's bit from from talking to some sources, Benjamin's been getting pushed in like yep. team and one on ones and stuff like that. Like the receivers are making plays on him and having to make great plays on him, and that's a great thing to hear. Great yes. thing to hear because you want him to be challenged by those guys. But athletically, I mean, he's filled out. You know, he's definitely thicker than he was last year. I mean, that six pounds of difference is. You could see it in the upper body. He definitely is filled out there, but uh, he moves around. But I, I was really impressed by really some of the younger corners, and it starts with Christian Gray, Ryan. He yes. is skinny, skinny, <laughs> but his movements are so e- – the, the one thing that you love to be able to say about a cornerback is he does things easily. He just moves easily. Benjamin Morrison just moves easily. And that's what I see from Christian Gray. I see a lot of Benjamin Morrison in him and just the way he moves, his length. Uh, he's taller it, to me than his 5'11", whatever he's listed as. He looks over yeah. six feet tall to me. Uh, he looks every bit as tall, if not slightly taller than Benjamin Morrison, just looking at it on the field. But his change of direction is really smooth. It's really clean. Uh, he plays with confidence already. They do things or in drills where they're like backpedal and then plant and drive and backpedal, plant and drive. They'd like backpedal, open up and flip their hips. They'll do those drills in practice. And he's so smooth doing it. Just pedal, yep. pedal, pedal, bam, just real clean, easy movement. You know, one time his 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 feet weren't where they needed to be. So he kind of got a little like you know, mixed up when he transitioned, but every other time it was really clean. And that stuff is easy to correct. You know, it's just he's thinking about it instead of just doing it, you know. Sure. But yep. he he looks really smooth, really smooth uh when he's when he's moving around. I, I was really Im- Im- impressed by it. I was really impressed by how he moved around. And his when he plants and drives his speed pops. Yeah. You know, like it really pops. Like you see it and you're like, oh okay, wow. Wow. Well, and that's what's so cool about this this these corners that Notre Dame has right now, Brian, because they're all longer corners, right? You talk about Cam Hart, you talk about Benjamin Morrison, you talk about Christian Gray. I think the thing that separates those guys, though, is that they are really quick twitch athletes. You know, they're able to change direction really well. Like these aren't just you see some of the longer corners in the NFL, for instance, that's like you know working vertically you know, open it up and run, they could do that for days. But then when there's a hitch route, like you just can't get out of your pedal quick enough and explode and be able to make a play on the football. Notre Dame has length at that position, but they also have that quick twitch. And I'm glad you said that because I didn't think that Christian Gray was the six one that he was listed by most recruiting services, but I thought he was closer to six foot, if nothing else, mm-hmm. right? So I definitely think he's a little bit taller. Also a positive sign, if he looks skinny at 183 pounds, like that's like, man, he's going to be 200 pounds and probably pretty, pretty easily down the line at Notre Dame. So cornerback mm-hmm. looks like a continued a position of strength. Notre Dame doesn't really need Christian Gray to be that guy this year, but if he is, then that cornerback group gets even stronger. There was one other corner that you talked a little bit about, Brian. It sounds like Chance Hunker is quietly yeah. stacked back-to-back good days. Yeah, for me, he has. Like for again, from what we were able to see. But he he he's filled out. He definitely looks like he's he's putting good weight on starting to look a little bit more muscular than he has in the past. Uh, really clean movement, really good transitions. His plant and drive downhill is really good. Uh, he looked really comf- confident, you know, going through drills, like no second guessing, just, yeah, I'm, I'm a junior now. It's time for me to go play. Ryan Bars look, Barnes look good in drills. I mean, the corners are, are really deep. It's a really yeah. good group, a really, really good group. So I, I, I've liked what I've seen so far. There's no doubt about it. And in your recap, you had one safety listed that you felt like really took on a big role, not only on field performance, but also leadership role. That safety is Xavier Watts. Yeah, he just he's so vocal and active and he's like constantly like the first guy going through drills. And, you know, he just he moves at a different speed than all the other safeties and just everything that he does, just everything that he does. So, yeah, he he. I was impressed by with what I saw from Xavier. Not again, I didn't see him a ton today, but I saw him a lot today, and he was really impressive. He was really impressive to me. One of the key players for Notre Dame's defense this year, in my opinion, is Xavier Watts, because if he takes a step forward and there's natural maturation around him at the cornerback position, 
talking about a ball hawk potentially on the on the second level from the middle of the field. So great to hear about Xavier Watts. Let's go to the offensive side of the ball, Brian. I know there was quarterbacks that you wanted to talk about. There was one, and I think that most people, you know, after our first as our first podcast recap the other day, everyone is obviously very excited about Sam Hartman. But and they should be. And yes. they should be. And you yeah. mentioned Sam Hartman in here as well. So we'll sure. talk about him in a second. But you wanted to start the conversation off with Tyler Buckner. Yeah, man. He was really good today. So, you know, I thought he looked good in the first practice, Ryan. But but sitting here watching him today, man, he is – I mean, so a couple things that jumped out that are important. Number one, the ball was really just jumping out of his hand, right? We use that frame exploding out of your hand. What, what does that mean? It means when you throw the ball, it just – pops off like a pitcher and it just r- real tight spin. I think that was the thing Vince even n- leaned over to me and he was like, he's throwing it a lot tighter this year. You could just yeah. see it. So the way that his mechanics have been, you know, tinkered with in the past, like whatever it was, the way he was releasing, the ball just wasn't coming out with the right, you know, with his hands and his arm. And it wasn't spinning as tight all the time as you'd want it to be. So maybe, wobble a little bit and I don't mind a wobble but when a wobble is slow the wind can affect it it doesn't travel through the air as fast and it was popping out man even when there weren't tight tight spirals it was tighter meaning it was spinning really tight and when that's happening there's you're getting good velocity it cuts through the air a lot better if it's a windy day it's going to cut through the air a lot better especially didn't matter today because we were indoors but that was the first thing that jumped out like there was one so what they do is they'll go four quarterbacks and each four quarterbacks are thrown to a different receiver. They run four receivers and routes, and you know they'll kind of go through their routes. And they'll, they'll they'll one guy throws the slide, one guy throws the end, one guy throws the corner, one guy throws the seam, that kind of thing. I'm just making routes up. I it wasn't like a route combination they did today. And so they were doing one play where the the a number two guy was running kind of like a wide fade, so like the slot would work wide and get vertical Tyler drops back and and it was probably about a about a 35 30 to 35 yard throw past the line of scrimmage and it just was a straight rope Ryan it never got more than 10 11 feet high and came right down and just bam hits the guy right in stride and he had several throws like that he threw about two or three corner routes that were just perfectly on the money but here's the difference his ball was getting out so quick, number one, timing-wise, but also the velocity that when he was throwing corners, guys were catching it and able to catch and then take a couple steps and then turn up field and get yardage where the other quarterbacks, for the most part, especially Minch and Angeli, they were hitting those corners, but they were hitting it where the guy had one step and then he was out of bounds. Yep. Yeah, 20, 25-yard gain, but what Tyler was doing every time and, and what Sam was doing also better, but Tyler was really good with it today. Is he was getting it off there with such, with the timing, is plant on that corner step, and then ball was coming out. He was getting good air on it, but it was get, it wasn't hanging up right. You can two guys can throw a football, and they both get to the same trajectory and come down the same trajectory, but one gets there a lot faster. And Tyler's was getting up and getting down in a hurry, and that's what I talk about uh, a lot when I when I when I mention that. And it was getting up and down in a hurry. It was right on stride, and the guys were catching it, and then just turning right up field and getting yards that's a big that's the difference between a 25-yard gain and a 50-yard touchdown sure. if a guy is open right so he was hitting those he had one throw that i saw today that was off target and it was an in cut and instead of being in the chest it hit the guy in the thigh area guy caught it, it was no problem but i mean he was on point his ball placement today was really good his velocity is really good he was still with confidence he looked as good as i've seen him but again now i haven't seen him in a lot of practices i'm talking about just seeing him in games, seeing him in, in high school, like the way the ball was jumping out of his hand. And then from what I saw on film of, of practices last year, this was the most just boom, just popping it out there that I've seen. And the ball placement was good. Yeah. So it wasn't like he was overexerting himself and trying to throw too hard. Yeah, the ball was getting out there, you know, extra, uh, you know, miles per hour, but it wasn't on target. It wasn't accurate. It wasn't catchable. That wasn't the case at all. So I thought Tyler, for the drills we saw, looked really good throwing the football. I mean, he was the best. He was the best thrower that they had today. Sam was the best throw they had on Wednesday, and Tyler was number two. Tyler was the best thrower today. Again, this is just the drills we saw. So I don't know about team, and he could have thrown fifty-seven interceptions and on and <laughs> seven on seven, just like Sam could have done that last on Wednesday. I don't know, but 
and what we saw, Ryan, that's that's the most confident, crisp, and accurate that I've seen Tyler Buckner. And, and here's the thing. It was throw after throw after throw after throw. He was just on point from what I from what I saw. That's awesome, man. Sounds like a good confidence builder for Tyler. And I, I love to hear that he's kind of – sounds like he's really taken this competition seriously, right? Yeah. It sounds like he's really so, kind of put his best foot forward, it sounds. Yeah. Somebody forgot to tell him that uh, he, he doesn't have a chance to start this year. Right. Which is what we hear a lot, right? Somebody forgot to tell him that. So, yeah. yeah. Well, and I know you had a couple notes. You already hit on Sam Hartman a little bit, but you had notes in your recap on Sam Hartman and Kenny Minchin. Yeah. You said had a, you know, a little bit up and yeah. down, but some really I mean, nice moments. Honestly, I won't be talking a lot about um, Sam Hartman in practice until we get to team stuff because – yes. Six-year senior, I want to see what he looks like in person. I want to see how the ball comes out of his hand. Yep, looks great. Okay, let's move on. Uh, here's some notes from today. Guess what? Sam Hartman throws a phenomenal deep ball. He has for five years. He's doing it again now. Right. He throws with good timing. I, you know, again, I don't know how he's handling team. Does he Does he grasp the offense? And all? I, I don't know the answer to that. But just sitting back there going drills, look, you know, he's got a good arm, strong arm, great deep ball. I'm surprised. I'm still surprised. I'll say this, Ryan. The only thing I'm surprised by is how much him and the receivers seem to be on the same page. That surprises me a little bit. It, it, it does. It does. That tells you. That tells you that they may have put in a lot of extra work in winter workouts, which is always a great yeah. sign, obviously, as a quarterback, especially one that's only going to be here for one year, right? When like it backs up everything we've heard, Ryan, about the yes. leadership that he showed this offseason, right? For that's, sure. That's the thing we weren't sure of. You know, would he care to connect with the players? And we heard a lot of good things. And all he does, he works with them. He he gets out there. He's showing leadership, et cetera, et cetera. And you're seeing it, right? Because that yeah. doesn't happen if they're not putting the work. Absolutely. That, yeah, Absolutely. That's just the reality. They they it's a great sign, obviously, and hopefully continue to you know keep improving that connection that he has with the receivers, which is great to hear. Brian, talking about some of these wide receivers. I, I will not lie about I this. I want to say man. this about Kenny Minchie real quick. Yes, I'm sorry. He guys. had a bit of a rough day at times. Okay. So the drill is you you move. There's four quarterbacks throwing to a different receiver. So there's four receivers in a route and four quarterbacks. And there's a couple times where Kenny threw the ball to the same guy that another quarterback did. And Jelly, I think, did that once or twice as well. And then there's one time they're doing it. He was like, I don't know where I'm supposed to throw this ball. He didn't throw it. Tobias was like, dang, you know, like he wanted the ball. Uh, but he had a couple moments like that, which is going to happen when you're a young guy going through this for the first time. But when he did throw it, I mean, he, he that was a good ball. A couple times today, he he got his arm down a little bit, and it would come out on a funky angle, and and, and you know looked like it was to the left. So I think he opened his hips up a little bit too much on his step, and it dragged his elbow down, and the ball just came out on a funky angle. But outside of that, he throws a pretty ball. He he really does. He throws a pretty ball. And I'm excited to see him obviously continue to build up coming back from that offseason shoulder injury that he was working back from. Just great to see him throw this spring, man. It's great to see just him back in action. Mm-hmm. A wide receiver that I'm really pumped up that you highlighted on here, Brian. I talked to Sean Davis again earlier. I talked, obviously, you highlight the same player. Sounds like Lorenzo Styles was a little yeah. bit of a star today, man. A little yeah. bit. Well, I mean, again, it's going through individual drills, right? So yeah. who, who knows what he's doing in the team stuff? And that's true for everyone. It's just just keep in mind what we're talking about here. Yep. A couple of things about Lorenzo that I was very happy to see today. Number one, he was looked fast, explosive, and was running confidently. Like he he was playing a little bit of swagger today. You could just see it. But he was catching the ball really clean, Ryan. And so I'm I'm watching Lorenzo every time he runs a route because I want to see how is he fighting the ball? Is he, you know, the stuff that we heard last year? Is he is he is he just letting it get into his body? Because a lot of times when guys lose confidence in their hands, they let they try to body catch everything. You know, is Lorenzo letting it get into his body, or is he kind of getting it out, catching it away from his body? He was catching it clean. He was doing all that. And that was great. Okay, good. And, and you like to see him get that confidence back. But there was a couple times where the balls were not throwing. I think, I think one time Angel, I think it might have been Angeli, threw him a pass, and it was like maybe two inches off the ground, and he just went down and snatched it really quickly off the ground and got up and and kept running, like didn't fall down. Like, okay, and there's a couple times he was really adjusting well to back shoulders. So I thought Lorenzo looked sharp. He was catching the ball clean. 
on middle routes and on crossing routes, you know, just really not fighting. Because, Ryan, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You see guys when they're fighting the ball, when mentally fighting the football. And I didn't see that from Lorenzo today, and that was encouraging to see because that obviously had been an issue for him all of last year. So you're getting Lorenzo. I mean, the only guy that I thought, the veterans that, that I thought dropped the ball today was Jaden Thomas misplayed a, a deep ball. A okay. really well thrown seam route. I think it was from I think it was from Tyler Buckner, and he just misplayed it and short armed it and it hit off right his finger. I mean, he literally, like alligator armed it and it hit off his fingers and was incomplete. But other than that, I mean, Braylon James caught the ball really well today, um, much better than he did on Wednesday. He looked clean. And another guy that I wrote about Ryan was Rico Flores. Like his yeah. route running and pass catching ability really is impressive. He really stands out. Those kids can all really play. They really yeah. can. But Rico, Rico just knows what he's doing. Yes, he just he's just not phased at all by being at Notre Dame, from what we can tell. Yeah, him, him, and Gene Greathouse are kind of in that same bucket of guys that just are ready, you know, from a technical yeah. perspective and a mindset perspective. But it was great to hear from your report that Braylon James had a big because the thing about the Monday practice is that I mean the the first practice on Wednesday is that you saw, though, that there were still some incredible flashes from Braylon James, right? It's just about the technical refinement and being consistent, right? Like, that's mm-hmm. what you need from Braylon. And sounds like he obviously had a much improved day from that department. You also wanted to talk, I think, briefly about Tobias Merriweather, as we do frequently on this show, obviously. Yeah. I mean, it's just, again, he's tall and really fast and caught the ball well. I, <laughs> the thing that I stand out about him is just he's really filled out well, you know, for a sophomore, but he he's really come talked about it on Wednesday. He's coming off the line with a really nice burst, playing with confidence. When when they started off these drills, the first group out there again was Dion, Tobias, and Jaden Thomas again, which yeah. was good to see. This time Dion was to the boundary and Tobias. I, yeah, I'll have to get it. I'm looking. It does look to me like they're doing a little bit of left and right, but we'll have to see a little bit on that. But uh, he looked good. Dion looks good. I mean, the veterans look good. Uh, you know, Lorenzo obviously had a really good day, but Tobias just, I mean, he's just really talented. His body control on back shoulders is really good. He just, he's got to continue to get stronger. I would imagine just to be able to really win those contested throws the way that Dion does, but he looks, he looks good. I mean, he's really athletic and Holden Stace had another good day, just really big and just really filled out, catching the ball really well. Mitchell Evans looks exactly like he did in the bowl game. Just, you know, not the, doesn't look fast, but then you watch him, you're like, man, he covers a lot of ground in a hurry. He doesn't look he's got like the long legs, fast. man. Yeah, yeah, like he doesn't look like he's running fast. And then you're like, dude, he got down there pretty, got up the seam on that route, like really quickly, even though he doesn't look fast. He's moving fast. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Michael Floyd was that way. Michael Floyd didn't look fast. And then he goes out in the combine. Everybody's shocked that he ran a four fight. I'm like, have you not watched this guy like run by people his entire Notre Dame career? Right? Like they used him as like this intermediate guy in 2011, which is weird, but like, Eight, nine, and ten. His first three years, Michael Floyd was just constantly beating people deep. But he didn't. Yeah. He didn't run like he was a fast guy. Mitchell has a little bit of that. He just doesn't look fast, but he is moving fast for his size. It's, it's really. I don't know if I can explain it correctly, Ryan. It's, it's, it's like, hard to explain, but it's like you know, some yeah. guys like look fast. Yes, and 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 um, uh, you just you. you they're like, man, that guy looks really fast. And sometimes guys look fast, but they don't actually test fast. And then there's right. times that guys that, that, that's like, hey, that guy doesn't look like he's mo-. like Will Mallory. When I was watching the comment, he looked like he was running fast. He ran a four yes. five. Then yep. there's, I forget who the other tight end was that ran a four five. And I'm like, he didn't look like he was running a four five, but he ran a four five. Yep. And uh, that's kind of how I thought Mitchell Evans was. He wasn't, he didn't look fast. But he was moving quickly. He was covering a lot of ground. I, I, it's hard to explain, but it, it was well, I, I think I liked what I said. I think it's it, it's the body type stuff, right? I mean, I think for Notre Dame fans, like Brian, you remember when Cole Komet came out? I remember people said that Cole Komet was slow too, and then you're like, yeah. "Wow, you're in four seven flat at two hundred sixty pounds. Like, yeah, right. he can move a little bit. He's right. just long, man. It like, looks long right. ways. He's big, and it looks like he's lumbering, but he's not yeah. really lumbering. And yeah, exactly. it was it was good. It was fun to see. No it, doubt. It just, Ryan, that's the biggest takeaway from today and because this was Vince's first chance to see this team in person. And he's like, dude, all I knew is what you wrote, what you guys talked about in the show on Wednesday. And he's like, because remember, Vince was at the practices last year, you you, yep. you know, with with uh, in the last two years when I couldn't go. And he's like, this doesn't even look like the same team. 
just the talent and the depth at receiver and quarterback is really and honestly this is part of the reason i was shocked that tom reese left i'm gonna be honest with you like i i said this to you ryan when he interviewed i was like i'll be a little surprised if he leaves and you were like why is that and i was like because he's worked spent all this time recruiting all these guys to be here yeah and now that they're here he's gonna let somebody else kind of you know but Man, I'll tell you what, man, the, the, the quarterback room, like last year, your number four was Ron Paulus in the spring. And at times during the season, he was your number three. And by the bowl game, he was your, you know, I mean, you know, late in the season, your bowl game, he was number three. And it's just now you're like, he's not even on the team. And you're talking about Kenny Minchie and Steve Angeli are battling it out for the number three and number four spot. And, Seriously. you know, Tyler Buckner was the number one last year. Now he's the number two and he's throwing the ball way better than he did a year ago from the stuff that I saw, the drills and stuff that I saw last year on film. And the receiver room looks way, because remember last year, like Dion had a penny on half the spring, which penny is a red jersey, means you can't get contact. Yep. You know, Lorenzo was struggling, fighting the ball. You didn't have the bias in the spring. Avery yep. Davis was hurt. Joe Wilkins was hurt. You know, you're out there with Matt Salerno. I have yet to see Matt Salerno take a rep with the twos, much less the ones so far, because they got Chris Tyree working in the slot. And by the way, he doesn't catch the ball down the field very well, but you get him the ball in under 10 yards, he's going to catch it. And he is just expl- – I mean, you see the explosiveness, Ryan. He is just – I mean – yeah. He's just, and I talked to somebody, I talked to a couple of people that are like in one-on-ones that re- DBs just can't guard him. He's just too fast. They just can't keep up with him, you know, because there's around like in cuts and slants and crossers and stuff. And they're just like, it's just about pure speed. And it's like, nobody can run with them. Yeah. And you're like, it's about time they figured out ways to get this kid to freaking football. <laughs> but I mean, it just the overall talent at receiver right now is just, just ridiculous. Now, th- will any of them step up in games? We We don't know that. But right now, March 25th, God, I can't, I can't, it's been a long time. Cause like even in like 18, right. Where in the spring of 18, you had Chase Claypool and and Fink and Boykin and you're all excited, but like they didn't not, hardly any of those 18 freshmen were early enrollees. There's like this huge drop off between the first team, first three, four guys. Now you're talking about, I didn't even notice Jaden Greathouse today. I talked about a bunch of receivers. And I don't even remember seeing Jaden Greathouse today. It's uh, it's absolutely loaded. Caleb Smith is, you know, looks solid, but a guy that was an all ACC performer a year ago just looks like a guy in this room, you know, yeah. with how with how talented it is, and and that just speaks volumes. And I mean, I mean, Vince is in the chat, so if you're in the chat, you can you can ask him, man. It 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 was so night and day different than way the what in the past. Just just God given talent. Just watch this room. These guys run around the size, the speed. Jaden Greathouse is six one, little over six one, two hundred thirteen pounds. And he looks small in yeah. in this room. It's um, it's man, it's it's impressive to see. And well, the tight ends Brown, look good too. I mean, yeah. Holden Stace and Mitchell Evans look really good so far in practices. Yeah. They do. Well, well, Brian, one of the first comments we had in here before we even started was someone was like, "Does it is it me or does these wide receivers just look like they're moving at a different speed than they have in the past?" And I'm just like, "No, yeah. You're, yeah, you're right, you're right." And I think that's also partly, and I think Vince just said something about you know you have to give a lot of credit to Chancey Stucky yes. because the one thing is when you become more technically sound and comfortable with what you're doing on the football field, what do you do? You play faster, right? So your yeah. ability to tap into that athletic profile. I think is what you're seeing at those wide, at the wide receiver position, especially. So it's great it to is. see, man. And then look, here's the thing too: receiver play, Ryan. You got to be athletic and catch. But receiver is such a confidence position. You have to have confidence in what you're doing. You have to have comp, and you can tell that these kids believe that they know what they're doing, and that yeah. comes from having faith in what they're being taught. You can see it very clearly. This is a very. It, we saw a few more balls hit the ground today but a lot of them were just misses from the young quarterbacks, to be honest with you. But the receivers just, you don't see drop. Uh, Jane Thomas had the only drop. Jane Thomas has very dependable hands in games. We've seen him do it. I mean, he had the only drop today. He just, and I think, and honestly, I think the reason he dropped it is because the ball just kept going. I think he yeah. thought it was going to drop here and it ended up going here because it was just such a rope from Tyler Buckner. I just think he misjudged it because it got on him so quickly. But I mean, he, it, it's just, Ryan, it's, it's so much different than yeah. what it was in the fall. I mean, just so much different. It's going to be fun. It's it gonna is going to be, be fun, fun here. 
It's going to be really fun. And one of the biggest competitions this, this uh, spring into the into next season, Brian, is at offensive guard. And one couple players that you wanted to highlight are a part of that offensive guard battle. You know, it sounds like you got a little bit more of a closer look at some of the offensive line today. Just a yeah. very little bit. And it's just more about – I don't pay any attention to Joe Walt and Blake Fisher. They're dudes, right? I don't I don't need to watch Zeke Carell to confirm. Look, Zeke, Zeke to me, I don't care a thing about Zeke Carell as long as he's healthy until we get out in the fall next year. And I want to see him build on what he did last year. Like he's the center, right? He's the leader. I don't I don't care to see a thing from Joe Walt this spring. I don't. I mean he's a freshman all American. He was first team all American last year. He is what he I want to see. What about those other guys? What about the guard? Right. How are the guards going to play? Are they going to drag Zeke's play down because he's gotten to worry about them? Or are they going to play their way? So I watched a little bit of Billy Shroud today, and he looks like a million bucks, man. He is a really <laughs> thick-built kid. He's a typical Midwestern, Northern type of lineman, just barrel-chested big kid, and he moves really well in drills. Now, I haven't seen him hit a single defensive player. I haven't seen him execute a single assignment. So I don't want to get too in too much into it, and that's why I didn't talk too much about it. But he, he's moving well really well in drills and Andrew Kristoffic, despite being up to 305 now was moving pretty well today too he was another guy that impressed me they're the two most talented looking guards that Notre Dame has that, that I could tell to, today anyway that that's that's my um that's my takeaway I love it man I love it so again that's that's kind of most of the I think we hit on every point that you had as far as your your kind of update and observations for practice. Before we move on to the mailbag and transition, let me say one more thing too. Let me say one more thing too. It was actually kind of cool. So they had this pipeline of recruits coming to Marcus Freeman in the middle practice. So he's like standing like midfield, like watching everything, and he just constantly kept bringing a recruit and his parent to him. (laughs) It was wild. It just it was like a it was like a line of people going to meet the king. You know what I mean? Just like, and uh, so we got to see Justin Scott. He's legit big. Uh, we saw saw Dominic Kulik. He's a big kid. Saw saw a lot of the kids that were there today. Uh, Tylen Taylor's a little taller than I thought he was going to be. Uh, Taylen Taylor, excuse me. Yeah. He's a really impressive looking athlete, Ryan. He's a really impressive looking athlete. Like he's going to like. You, I mean, you know my stance on him. He's a dude. But that was pretty cool deal, man. Like just the organization. For all the recruits were there, just constantly bringing like one kid out after another to meet Coach Freeman and all that and stuff like that. He, uh, it was an impressive deal, man. It was a really impressive deal. I love that, man. I love that. I really do. And and like I said before, to open this show, if you're just joining with us live here on YouTube, go to boards.irishbreakdown.com because me and Sean Davis will be having a lot of intel over the next, you know, 24 hours. Actually, less than that. You know, probably some tonight and maybe some more tomorrow morning, as far as some recruiting intel of how some of these visits went. Like Brian said, Justin Scott was, is on campus. Logan Thomas, the defensive end out of the state of Texas in 2024, is on campus. A lot of talented 2025 kids. There's It's it's a busy weekend for Notre Dame football. John yeah. Mitchell out of Florida, the cornerback, is on campus. There's a lot of dudes on campus this weekend, man. So make sure to go boards.irishbreakdown.com. Brian, before we transition, any other player notes you want to throw in there, or are we good to move on? Yeah, I'm just looking forward to seeing some more defensive stuff. Like Because it, it – you know, defense is so much, but yeah, it's good the guys look athletic. You're on scholarship at Notre Dame. You should look athletic, sure. right? But I want to see yeah. them get the pads on, and that's going to be the big thing for me. Uh, looking forward to – I'll probably wait till after Monday's practice. That'll be practice four. So then you're kind of a little over a quarter of the way through before I reach out to pe- you know too many people. Hey, how did, how'd it go? How do people look? That kind of thing. So, um, yeah, I, I was I'm, – I'm, I'm excited because you can just – you can just like – I've done this a long time, Ryan, I, as a, as a football coach. And then, you know, doing this job and, and you kind of, somebody asked, you know, how does it care? You know, most excited you've been about Springs. You, you could kind of tell, you can kind of tell when there's something with a team. Sure. You could kind of tell that 2018 team had something you could see in the spring of 2017 that they, they had come, you know, Harry, he stand and chip long. It completely changed the demeanor of that offense that they were just going to play with a completely different edge and what they play with in 2016. You can just see it in the spring, you know, and then of course it carries over. And and this team, it's early. This team just looks really confident and really athletic. And that's something that I'm I'm really excited to see. It's a very talented football team. I mean, you're you're seeing a lot of young guys playing. I mean, getting reps, getting opportunities. Now, will they when will that be the case come August? I don't know. But they're getting a lot of work. They're giving those guys a lot of chances to go out there and compete and play well. That's something that I like to see uh, from yeah. from this group. Yeah, 
Yep, and obviously we'll have a couple more opportunities to see this team up close and personal in spring practice. One on a more, you know, not as quite as limited basis. So make sure, again, boards.outspringtown.com. Continue to have team intel, recruiting intel, everything you need to know, the analysis, obviously, you guys know where to come to. So wanna before we move on to the mailbag, we are going to get the mailbag in a second. Keep throwing those questions in the chat. Little MB in front of the question is always very much appreciated. Yes, sir. Wanted to say this too. This is the point yep. I believe Vince said to me. Um, Jared Parker almost never talks to the quarterbacks. This is something that I noticed Wednesday and today. He lets Gino talk to the quarterbacks. Like it, the only time he talks to the quarterbacks is when he's letting them know, here's what we're about. This is the routes we're going to run. You know, but like when it comes to correction, it's Gino's deal. Gino's the only guy that talks to the quarterbacks right now, which is important because like we've said this before, like when Tommy Reese was here and Brian Kelly was here, Tommy'd coach the quarterbacks, but then you always had Brian Kelly in their ear and all that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I'm a big fan of, I want one guy in their ear. So that's been something I like to see as well. There's only yeah. been one quarterback in their ear, which one, or one coach one, in their ear, which is important. One unified voice is something that I always yeah. talk about. And that's right. very, very important. Yeah. So we're going to move on to the mailbag here before we do. MB's in the chat that those mailbag questions for. If you are listening to us live on YouTube, if you could hit that like button, we very much appreciate it. If you want to share the podcast, we also very much appreciate that. Subscribe to this podcast, as you always should. Five-star reviews if you're listening to us on your favorite podcast platform. Generally appreciate that. That's But this is going to conclude our spring practice observations. We're coming to you live on a Saturday. So I want to thank you all for joining this section of the podcast. We'll get into the mailbag next, but thank you for joining this section of the Irish Breakdown Podcast. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.